98.5 The Bull. Daniel, we're, uh, what, a few minutes away from free tickets again, huh? Six minutes away. From? Oh, Dan and Shay tickets. Slip yeah, my mind for a second for, there. Yeah, uh, you're right. to say when they're going to give away They're going to be at the Paycom Center, and we got your tickets in six minutes. How about that? I got I got a little invention, Daniel. Usually you're the one, and I wanted to kind of do a Shark Tank thing where uh, you, you pretend to be a rich guy, and I am the uh, the broke entrepreneur that's been working at this for years and years and years, and this is my big shot to come on and do the Sharks. I don't think I've ever heard you do one of these, so I'm very excited. The other night I see a show on TV that's – I don't really eat a lot of food, but – there's a show I like called The Foods That Built America. And it's like the story of KFC and Chick-fil-A and the story of Heinz and Hunt's ketchup. And I find it to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Colonel Sanders shot a guy? I heard that he was known for his uh, foul temper, that he would go yeah. in there and uh, cuss everybody out. Mm-hmm. And then I saw uh, one about this guy who uh, invented a store uh, called Benihana, which is like a hibachi place, right? Mm-hmm. And he was the first one to bring that concept to the United States, where you have that hot grill, and then nobody would come in and eat the food. And he said he started teaching the chefs how to do those tricks, you know, like egg roll and stuff, and then it just went crazy after that. I love those places. However, here's my invention, Daniel. Half hibachi. That's where you go and you uh, you have hibachi, but you don't. You have too much food. You leave out of there, you're not feeling well because you've eaten too much. This place is called Half Hibachi because Hibachi, it's good, it's expensive, and then you leave with like a gallon of food. Uh-huh. Let's lower the price, lower the portions, they win, we win. It's hard to eat Hibachi for lunch, you know? I see. But if there was a good portion of food, you, you could have that for lunch. I think you're kind of plagiarizing my idea, though, because remember, I my restaurant was called Four Bites, because when you take your kids to eat somewhere, they only eat four bites, so oh, why not right. just, and it's very small portions, but you're saying the four-bite hibachi yep. solution. And your, your idea was pretty good, because your kid's like, all I want today is a hamburger. Then you go get them a hamburger, it only has four bites, so uh, the restaurants would just charge us for four bites. Mm-hmm. They still make money. I Are you in or are you in on my invention? <laughs> Uh, the hesitation doesn't make me feel comfortable. Well, I'm thinking. I think uh, I I would like that. I don't I don't like to be charged a whole bunch of money and then get a whole whole bunch of food. I find hibachi to be pretty hard to warm up compared to anything else. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm in. You're in. All right. Well, you put the business plan together. You come up with the money, and I'll I'll just take part of the. You'll be a silent partner. Profits. Yeah. Got it. It's Tyler Hubbard on 98.5 The Bull. Yeah. Daniel went and got you some uh, Dan and Shay tickets, and they're free right now with Tiger Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Got to play a little game, Daniel, huh? Yeah, these are Dan and Shay tickets for the Paycom Center in Oklahoma City. I have not been to the Paycom Center. I think I would like to go check that out. And if you haven't been, this would be perfect for you, too. These are hot tickets, Tig. So the quiz today that I've prepared, uh, things that are hot, all the answers to these questions have the word hot in it. 918-879-9898. Take and call our nine right now. 918-879-9898. Am I crazy? Did they, uh, did I dream that those two were also going to take a little break from each other after, after this latest album? Or is that just Florida Georgia Line? I think they did say they were going to chill for a second, but they're not, I think they get along fine. I think they're just probably like, hey man, we've been doing this they're a while. They're going to have to rename the band, like, like appearing tonight, just Dan, look, you can't. You gotta have, they got. He's got to change the name of the band, right? You can't just go by Shay unless you're famous like Cher. Hey, it's Tiger Daniel. Who's this? Lisa. Lisa. Lisa or Elisa? 
Elisa. Elisa. I'm never going to get that right. Uh, If the the (laughs) band breaks up, what should they call themselves individually? Mm, What about Danny Boy? That's a good question. There you go. That'd work. Maybe Dan minus Shay or... (laughs) Anyway, enough enough tomfoolery, Elisa. Let's get down to business. All the answers to these questions have the word hot in it. We will start with the very first one. This is another name for a Frankfurter. Hot dog. Hot dog is correct. How about a place, Elisa, to get Wi-Fi? Hot spot. Also correct. How about one who loses his temper easily? Hothead. Also correct. How about to start a car without a key? Oh, gosh. Um, what the criminals do? I know. I should know this one. Hot bot. Hot, no. Um, oh, my gosh. Wow. Hot wire. Hot, hot wire. wire. Uh, this is a menopause indicator. Hot flashes. And finally, uh, how about a drag racing car is known as a? Oh, my Lord, I don't know. Also, another name for a handsome guy named Rod. Hot Rod. (laughs) Hot Rod. Uh, You almost got every single one right. I guess you were trying to avoid my proposal. That's fine. But now you've won yourself tickets to go see Dan and Shay at the Paycom Center. That's coming up next year, so something to look forward to. Awesome thing. And for the rest of us, there's still good news on the way on a rainy sort of Tuesday. Daniel, one hour from now, you do a great impersonation of this guy. Would you give, give us a little bit of that sweet sound, please? Uh, hey, y'all, it's me, Luke Bryan. I mean, if anybody thought that wasn't Luke Bryan, they're crazy. You sound just like him. Congratulations, Daniel. Thank you. 740. Good morning, guys. Tyke and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Dan always gets mad if I mention that it's raining, so I won't. He's like, I already know it's raining. You're just being an idiot. Okay, so Tiger Daniel. Good morning, Daniel. Yeah. I think they can figure it out. I went to uh, Barnes Barnesdall the other day. Am I saying that right, by the way? I I was driving out there. Driving back to Tulsa, and I passed a billboard. And you ever see a billboard, and you don't have a clue what it means? Sometimes, and I can't read all the words on it, too, so I don't know what it says anyway. I could read the words on this particular billboard. It said, a poor man is better than a liar. And that's all it said. No logo, no nothing else. Uh, what does that mean? Is that connected to a church, maybe? A poor well, man is better than a liar. Yeah, what does it mean? Well, first of all, what does it mean? It is from the Bible. I'll give you that because I did come home and Google it. And it's from a Bible verse that says, it's Proverbs nineteen twenty two. That which maketh a man to be desired is his kindness, and a poor man is better than a liar. But I didn't understand why they would put just that a poor man is better than a liar on a billboard. Maybe I missed some of the other billboards. No, but that in of itself means something to me. Okay, it's what? Like, man, I shouldn't lie. Basically. Like, a liar is lesser than being poor. Would you, you would you're poor criti- in spirit if you you're a liar. You would criticize the poor man, though? Hmm? Like, well, sometimes they people elevated can't quite help it. I mean, we'd all like to be a little richer, right? They elevated the poor man. To slightly above liar. I don't know if how the if it's slightly or way below liar. But I was just saying I was thinking it that what a you don't the advertisement doesn't make much sense to me because it doesn't indicate it to tell you to go to a website or a church or anything like that. It's just the, boom, the, a poor man is better than a liar. There's one in your home state of Alabama. It says if you don't go to church, the devil will get you. 
That's very clear. And it also yeah, has it a picture it, it of a devil. Yeah, but it doesn't advertise for any particular church. Just like this sign here. You feel like this, the message, a poor man is better than a liar. It makes totals and complete sense to everybody. To me, it does. That's a very simple sentence. Okay. I don't think it does, because you wouldn't know what that was for. I guessed it. I think a lot of people would guess it was from the Bible, just like I did. I don't know why it's complicated for you. I perhaps guessed it was from the Bible, but oh, you take something, you know, the last half of a sentence, it doesn't you know, uh, make all that much sense to me. No co-host is better than a co-host right now. Mm-hmm. I forgot you had your theology degree. You're like, makes perfect sense to me. No, it doesn't. Lord, it's going to be one of those mornings with Daniel. Seven forty, we got those Luke Bryan tickets. Ninety-eight-five, the Bull with Tig and Daniel. Uh, I remember Nelson Mandela being in prison, but I'm not sure why he was in prison. Do you remember why he was? Not that he's a political prisoner. Uh, the thing is, Nelson Mandela never went to prison. I, though, distinctly remember him being in prison. I remember somebody saying, hey, free Nelson Mandela. What I've just done is an example of the Mandela effect. That's where you think that you remember something that happened. It didn't really happen. Nelson Mandela was never in prison. I don't know what? why we as a country think that was I thought I saw images of him in this, like, terrible-looking cell and stuff. You might have thought that. That's called the Mandela effect. There are several of these. Another example, uh, Richard Simmons. Did that guy wear a headband? I don't think so. Actually, you're right on that. Okay, that one you do know. Uh, you're a huge Richard Simmons fans. Oh, a ri- huge fan <laughs> I was of Richard, Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Simmons. I thought the guy wore a headband all the time. He didn't. Really? Never did. The the workout guy, sweating to the right. oldies. Now that one, you know, might freak you out a little bit. What's really going to freak you out? Did Ed McMahon work for Publishers Clearinghouse? Um, well, you're talking about when he'd pull out a check and then go to somebody's house and make you're him talk, a millionaire that's the, overnight. I think it was called the Prize Patrol. Yeah. And they would show up at somebody's house with a big giant check. I suppose you're going to tell me it was a competitor, but for some reason we believe it to be Publishers Clearinghouse. Well, what do you think? It's not, well, because you're telling me, but I would remember it as Publishers Clearinghouse. I guess I'm wrong. You're wrong. Here's a commercial of where, where what he worked for. You, a millionaire, 10 times over, just weeks from now. Sound good? Then look for the only sweepstakes with my picture and the $10 million prize that can be yours next month. Hurry. That was a commercial for American Family Publishers. He never worked for Publishers Clearinghouse. That poor company, though. They spent all that money and people just still thought it was another company. Right. That's but that one really, like, that one kind of really blew my mind because I thought for sure he worked for... Uh, mm-hmm. And even in, the, in that show, uh, Breaking Bad... When Saul Goodman says, I'm, you know, I'm tired of being like Ed McMahon dropping off checks to this lady's house all the time. That was even, that was an example of the Mandela effect. Because he was true. never on the prize patrol. I see. Ain't that crazy. What do you like, think, ca- I can't well, imagine now, what causes that. Now I think I'm really dumb. Because what else don't I, do I misremember out there that I'm probably running my mouth about that's wrong? Another example is the Monopoly guy. Did he have a monocle or no? Yeah, he wore a monocle. He did not. Really? Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, I don't like this. It's making me very uncomfortable. Now. It's going to make your mind explode, right? <laughs> Phil, it's just a little harder to get up when it's raining, Daniel. You didn't answer my question. I said, don't you feel that? And you just sat there. Uh, did I feel it was harder to get up than normal? Well, not not really, because I saw I was w- awoken by the uh, lightning, and I was like, what the heck is that? I thought for a second it was a police car. 
I guess I was sleeping pretty <laughs> okay. pretty hard. <laughs> you think police cars have white lightning now? Well, I've, yeah, a little flash of light. I will say this, that one time uh, I was getting ready to come to work, and there was a police helicopter just flying. It looked like around my house. I felt like the guy at the end of a, was it Goodfellas, where the guy's convinced the helicopter's flying around oh, his house? Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I go, what in God's name is going on out there? I walk out, and this police car is at a four-way stop, and these lights he's got on that car are brighter than the sun itself because they were looking for a guy and trying to build a perimeter where the guy couldn't escape, and there ain't no way... You could get away from that light. It, it was it was lighter than the sun. It felt like out there. Is that when you went outside? Then they gave you a little bit of skull, and they're like, Shh, "Sir, get back inside. We're about to release the canine." <laughs> I was on my own front porch. You're trying to get like, killed, get getting out there, <laughs> idiot. You're like, "Oh crap! There's police everywhere. Helicopters flying around. Let me run outside into the yard real quick." <laughs> it's like a tornado siren. You run out there to see what's going on, and that guy goes, "Hey, get back in your house. We're releasing the canines." I'm like, "You got it, brother." <laughs> Daniel, uh, you got to issue a little correction here on 98.5 yeah. The Bull. The Mandela effect is that, for some reason, a lot of people thought Nelson Mandela died in the 80s. He did go to prison you got for on the quite air. a long time. Yeah, yeah. And he got on the air and said he didn't. Yeah. The confusion was not that he was in prison, but that he had he died, died. And then decades ago. Somebody called up, and in fact, he was in prison for 27 right. years. So I apologize to Nelson Mandela and his family. All right. But he has passed. Um, boy, as I get a little older... Uh, I find myself getting that, like, middle-aged man rage. Like, for example, the other day I was at McDonald's, and the person ahead of me was really, really, like, rude to the people working there. I was like, do you speak English? And I go to McDonald's a little bit more than I'd like to admit, so I kind of know these people, and I don't like when people are rude to them. And I caught myself following the guy for a little bit. I don't know what I was going to do. <laughs> but I was fuming mad. Yeah. Took a picture of his license plate. I was going to follow him uh -huh. and confront him. My, see, my dad does stuff like that. But my dad's getting on up there. He's mellowed out a little bit. Uh, so, But I'm now starting to experience this middle-aged man rage a little bit. I'm walking my dog yesterday, and uh, I'm close to Cherry Street, and there's a guy in a truck kind of just sitting there, and he sees me walk by with my dog. He goes, hey, you wouldn't happen to have any cash on you, would you? And I'm walking my dog. I don't have my wallet. So I guess, no, I don't have any uh I don't have any money on me. He goes, I didn't ask if you had any money. I said, did you have any cash? <laughs> Idiot. Zero to 100 angry. So much so that I stopped for a second, almost walked back to his truck to, like, let him have it. The guy had a tattoo, so I was like, I better let this one slide. Because <laughs> it didn't look like no nice tattoo that you got, like, well, at the old tattoo parlor. It looked like maybe some prison ink. So I was like, well, we, you know what? I'm going to let this one go this time. Now tattoos, they, they're, like, sometimes, like, pretty things and, you know, in memory of somebody. But when we were kids, it seemed like if we knew a guy that had a tattoo, it scared to death out of us. Yeah, well, this guy it wasn't like that, you know, apostrophe or whatever that, that means you know, complicated person. This was like a prison knife. So I was like, I better, I'm going to let him go. But man, I wanted to cuss him out. He's like, I didn't ask you if you had any money. I said, do you have any cash? Well, I'm glad and I wanted to be like, what's the difference? <laughs> and you would have been beaten senseless. I don't think so. I mean, I probably, I was so angry. I feel like I could have turned that truck over. And I got my dog with me, but wait, he's like 10 years old now. What's he going to do? <laughs> Stand there. Back in the day, you know, somebody says something, I'll sick my dog on him. But now he's too old to fight. He's lost his uh, gumption, huh? Yeah. So I'm like a middle-aged, well, angry man today, with his Daniel. elderly dog. Just think about that, guys. We, no, almost, we almost lost Daniel yesterday. That guy better be glad that I kept going. I was, <laughs> Dude, I was furious. 
Okay. You wouldn't be mad if somebody asked the, the most preposterous thing in the world? No. That's so stupid to get bent out of shape about. Okay, yeah. Because no, you're to get dad mad sometimes, yeah. but um, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, you've never lost your temper. The guy from prison with the prison ink tattoo probably would have taken care of business on you. No offense. That, Daniel no. thinks he can beat I, somebody in a fight. Okay. Probably could have taken that guy. <laughs> you could. Well, he was in the truck. I don't know. I didn't get a look at his body. You know, he could have been. All right. Well, I'm glad you're here, Daniel. Very heartwarming and inspirational story for the kids to almost just beat somebody because you don't like them. Well, he, you know, yelling at me, and then what a dumb thing to say. I didn't ask if you had any money. I said, do you have any cash? What's the difference? <laughs> they think I was going to cut him a check. Five, the bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Welcome in. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. We're only, I don't know, less than 20 minutes away from your chance to see Luke Bryan. What you got, Daniel? Good morning to you. Uh, this is, uh, I think, a thing we all face. Well, most of us face. You don't face it because Ty doesn't like to spend any money. I mean, when's the last time you bought something off Amazon? Oh, I don't think I have in two or three years, probably. Three and years since you bought something somebody, yeah. off Amazon. Mm-hmm. And what was it three years ago? A gift for my wife and I. I had to order it, you know, through that on my account because then she'd see it or something. Oh, y'all have two separate accounts? We have like a family account, oh. but I couldn't buy it on that. Well, anyway, I buy a pretty good bit. I think most people do. They buy a little bit more than one thing every three years from Amazon. I was going to ask you, and I guess I will have to have somebody that actually buys things off Amazon to call in 918-879-9898. When you buy something off Amazon, so they've got a five-star review. That's their five stars. That's their review rating, right? Yeah, so if you're going to buy a toothbrush, they would have a review of that. I'm replacing my air fryer. Now, I will buy something that's 4.6 stars. I will not, however, buy anything that's 4.2 and I wonder if everybody else is also, like, what's the lowest review that you would go on Amazon to buy something? Like, I'm not buying anything that's three stars. If it's 3.4 stars, 3.8, even 3.9, won't buy it. Does that deter you from buying something? So you're a 4.0 and above but boy. Uh, I'm a 4.2 or higher. I won't even do four stars. Wow, look at you. <laughs> so I wanted to hear from you this morning if you uh, buy things well, off Amazon. What's the very lowest you'll go? Hey, who's this? Angie. Angie, what's the lowest you'll go on Amazon, rating-wise? Um, Probably a two. You'll go all the way to a two? Yeah, because, you know, some of the stuff is, like, it's not what you think that you're getting. What do you mean? Well, like, for example, um, oh, oh, here's a great one. So I subscribe and save, and I love Orbit, the bubble mint gum. Okay. And one time they sent me an expired bag of Orbit bubble mint gum, and I gave them a very low rating, and then they sent me a new bag of unexpired. Uh, so you feel like the reviews are now being swayed because they will refund you and uh, if you give them a bad review. So you feel like more people are giving bad reviews in order to, to get free stuff. Well, I mean, in my case, I didn't do that. I mean, they sent me an expired bag, but um, yeah, I think that probably that might be the mentality of some. When they sent you the new bag, do you get an opportunity to go in and amend your original 
rating? Do you get to bump it up to a four now, or does it always just stay a, t- a two for them? No. So um, I think I get it shipped like every two weeks. So wow. my next shipment would would be where I would rate it. Okay. So you're on a gum subscription. Yes. Kind of like the th- every two weeks you got new gum at your door. Well, but you can't get that Orbit bubble mint gum like in the bag to refill. You know, again, you're thinking okay. go green. You got, I, yeah, you got a lot going on over there. But if you look up Orbit's Daniel's bubble mint gum tag and you see one that's got a 4.5 or a 2, you're you're certainly going to buy the 4.5 rated gum, aren't you? I would guess. And um, so, well, I appreciate the call. And I know who to borrow some gum from. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. Go to a meeting. Thank you very much. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull. Who's this? This is Tommy. Tommy, what's the lowest? You're, you're going to buy something off of uh, Amazon. What's the lowest you'll go as far as a rating goes? I think it's kind of depending on, like, what you're buying, too. Because I think probably about a 2.5. But if you're buying, you know, just, I mean, a cheap little toy for the kids, I think it's kind of depending on you kind of know what you're buying and kind of you already have the expectations of what you're going to get. So I'm not trying to buy a, a $3 toy expecting to have five-star reviews. Like, I don't think it's going to last <laughs> six months. My one-cent so, toy didn't work. But that's my problem. I will yeah, I will well, agonize over like, that. Oh, my gosh. I, I spent 45 cents on this thing. Why, didn't, why doesn't it have a lifetime warranty? I'm a 4.2 or higher, oh, Ty. I can't do it. I just won't do it. All right. Well, Daniel's a, he's an Amazon snob. I appreciate the call. What did we do back well, in the day, uh, Tag, when our grandparents would take like, go look through the catalog and uh, pick out your birthday present, a Christmas present, a birthday present? There, no, re- there was catalog. no reviews on the catalog. You we just, just had, had to, to take just it. do it. Yeah, just you a just, risk. You just had to take it. Just roll the <laughs> dice. <laughs> and you said something a, a minute ago, and I'll close on this. You said lifetime warranty, or he said lifetime warranty. And you taught me this. I had no idea that... A lifetime warranty did not mean for the rest of your life. Because I did think, I thought, that's crazy. I mean, what if I lived till 80 and I got someone else for? Lifetime warranty only applies to the expected life uh, of, of the, the product. product. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you get a banana with a lifetime warranty, that lifetime warranty is the lifetime of the banana, not you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had this banana that's 20 years old and it looks pretty bad now. I'd like my money back. You I, yeah, I thought the same thing, though, that if I go out and buy a, a certain set of tools or whatever, that's expected to last. If I live to be 80, it's going to... Lifetime warranty. Yeah, but it's only... For the hammer's lifespan. Right, only, right. but it's only... Yeah, for that product. Oh, the more you know. Tyg and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The Bull with Tyg and Daniel. Some interesting facts about Tulsa that I, I didn't know this. Um, somebody put on Reddit, what is the coolest historical fact you know about Tulsa? Kind of a bulletin board for Tulsa. And uh, they said uh, a lot of people would know this. Red light chicken used to be a brothel. And then you go, huh, red light, red light chicken. I guess that all ties together. Mm-hmm. The more you know, Daniel. Did you just learn something? Also, I think I did see this, that Oklahoma, technically, tattoos were illegal here until 2016. Really? Technically, yeah. Can't read that one. Well, now you got to read it. Don't, no, don't skip over one and say, I cannot read it, because now I'm, that's the only one I want to hear about. All right, I'll, I'll tell you this. No, no, I can't do that one. No, no, I'm not going to do that. Oh, it, come on, man. Much. Kids in the car, I can't do it. They're out of the car by I'll now. I'll do it right? after 8. Oh, yeah. Yeah, safe harbor, 8 a.m. When the kids, coldest temperature ever recorded 
in Tulsa. Just Ooh. take a wild guess. Ah, negative 10? Negative 16. Ooh, woo. Daggum. Yeah, way more interesting than one you refuse to read. Tom Petty signed his first record contract in Tulsa. All right, so here's the one that uh, Daniel is questioning its truth or not. And how can I... You can tell this. You put it gently. You put is it, it lightly. Is it the one about the Tulsa driller? The Tulsa... You know, the big Tulsa driller. It's in front of the boy. fair. They yeah. say it's... Uh, when they first built it. When they first built it, its crotch was too big, and they had to sand down the front of it. Because <laughs> people, people were complaining. <laughs> that poor driller, man. I remember when I posed for the driller statue. Yeah. Um, after my likeness. Oh, that's I don't you. remember the controversy going on, though. Uh, I could kind of see a resemblance to... But they're, so they're like riding by and they're seeing this and they're outraged. They're like, hey, you got to you gotta sand that thing's crotch down a little bit. That's <laughs> been painful for the driller. <laughs> well, you think painful for the driller? Imagine the guy that's got to be out there doing that. Yeah, like, what are you doing today, Earl? Well. Yeah, the guy's wife and kids are riding by after school and he's out there just seriously <laughs> rubbing that thing. It's awful. Oh, that's, that's what they say. <laughs> Poor guy. Learned something new this morning. Zach Bryan after this. Luke Bryan tickets are free with Tig and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Now I'm scared of sandpaper, Dana. Yeah. <laughs> 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Here we go. We just heard from Luke Bryan, and you can hear that song in person. You win these tickets today. The Bullfight is on. Brought to you by Optimum Complete. Daniel, who do we have today? Well, we've got uh, two callers today. This is going to be a tough 985 The Bull fight, Ty, because could you imagine if you had, like, two loved ones, like one kid that played for one team and another kid that played for another, and you wouldn't know who to root for? Isn't there a situation in college football sometimes where a mom has one kid that plays for one team and another kid that plays for another, and you care for both of them? Yeah, sometimes they wear, they'll get a uniform made, half of it's red and half of it's blue for yeah, the other This team. is going to be tough for me today because we've got Hayden, who is a waitress at Mom's Diner. You've called in before. You've not won, but uh, we know your voice, so we, we remember that you work for Mom's Diner. Where's Mom's Diner again? Uh, 41st Domingo. In Tulsa. And then we've got her taking on Casey, who is a nurse, <coughs> at the, a NICU nurse, and, you know, when my little nephew was born, Ty, he was born during COVID. He was born very, very early. Had to spend about 80 days in the NICU. And so people that work in the NICU are very near and dear to my heart. So this is the kind of situation here where I'm not sure who to root for. Casey, how do you do it? Ah, uh, it's tough. Well, you said you would prefer little tiny babies over um, adults any day. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do Hayden's job. I couldn't wait on people. Just, just no, no with the public. Yeah. All right, let's get this thing going. Uh, this thing yeah. going. Tag's in a rush this morning, guys. Enough uh, getting to know you guys and learning about you. Let's just get right <laughs> yeah, to it, okay, guys? They're calling for the tickets not to be interviewed like your Barbara Walters. Right. Okay. So, again, we don't care for you guys, so <laughs> I don't care who true. wins. I'm going to uh, ask you these questions here because we are in a big hurry this morning. We'll start with you, Hayden, the character Captain Jack Sparrow. Um, He is from, oh, my gosh. I can't think of the name of it. Is, um, freaking Captain Jack Sparrow is from Pirates of the Caribbean. Golly, I cannot think. Uh, that is correct. That's funny. The judge is in such a rush, but doesn't buzz you after 15 seconds. <laughs> Up next, the character Gollum. That's for you, Lord Casey. Of the Ring. What? Lord of the Rings. That is correct. Hayden, the character Cruella Deville. Uh, 101 Dalmatian. That is correct. Up next, Casey, the character Marty McFly. Back to the Future. That is also correct. Is that 
Is that a true story? Uh, it is a true story, yes. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Hayden. <laughs> the character Lieutenant Dan. Oh, my gosh. I don't know. I can't think of it. Oh, my gosh. That was Forrest Gump. Yeah. Casey, your chance to take the lead. Freddy Krueger. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Nightmare on Elm Street? A Nightmare on Elm Street is correct. With that, Hayden has two. Casey has three. Two questions to go. Casey, the character Morpheus. Uh, you said Casey? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Hayden, Morpheus, uh, this movie also starred Keanu Reeves, but uh, Morpheus is the name of the character. Um, I don't know. That would be The Matrix. The Matrix. Casey, what movie featured Ron Burgundy? Uh, Anchorman. Anchorman is correct. Hayden, the character James T. Kirk. James T. Kirk? Like Captain Kirk? Mm-hmm. Uh, is that Star Trek? That is Star Trek, yes. And final question for you, Casey. If you get this one right, you have gotten uh, every single one correct. The character Steve Stifler. Uh, American Pie. Uh, with that, Casey has defeated Hayden in the 98.5 The Bull fight. Casey, if you've ever heard the show, you know what happens when we get every single one right, correct? Yes. Uh, I must now get down on one knee, reach into my jacket pocket, and pull out an engagement ring and ask for your hand in marriage. <laughs> I think my husband would be kind of upset on that. <laughs> Is that a no, though? Yes, that's a no. Well, I'm confused. She, she didn't said, say it wasn't because she right. didn't like you. She just said her <laughs> husband wouldn't be happy with it. Interesting. All right, well, she's turned down my proposal. Casey, will you keep these uh, tickets for yourself, or will you give them to Hayden, the waitress at Mom's Diner? I think I'll take them. My son has been trying to call in all, all week for them. Mm, mm, mm. Well, Hayden, uh, bad news for you, but good news for you because you're still qualified and you seem to be able to get through pretty often. Right. One of these days we'll get thank there, you. Hayden. All right. Thank you, guys. No, it's okay. I have a NICU baby, so I would have given to her anyway. Oh, my <laughs> Look goodness. At well, this all worked out. The stars have aligned this morning here on 98.5 The Bull. And we're back tomorrow. If you're jealous of Casey, uh, no reason because we've got uh, more chances at 740 again. In the meantime, it's Laney Wilson with Ty Gandino, and this is 98.5 The Bull. Thanks to Optimal Complete. I still feel terrible about so I saw something horrific on the uh, on the way to work the other day, and uh, even through the weekend, Dano, I'm thinking about this person I saw. I was driving to work down here, coming to 98.5 The Bull, and it's dark when we come in, and a lot of people, they, they wander around the streets down here. They don't pay attention to crosswalks. They're not re wearing reflective material, and I was coming to work, and I was about to go through an intersection. I'm probably 50 yards away from this intersection, and there's a guy on a bicycle, and he's crossing in front of me. Now, he's got the green light. I'm going to be stopping soon. And this guy eat the pavement so hard, Daniel. He didn't fall sideways to the right or left. This dude, I don't know what happened. The only thing I can think is sometimes when you get a bicycle with those uh, handle brakes, 
if that front one's set too tight and you squeeze it, you're going over the handlebars, you know? Yeah. He this had dude's a... face broke the fall. Ugh. Oh, my God. And, I mean, I was crushed. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I knew uh, there was an event. And so I stopped the car, and I nervously stopped the car because sometimes you wonder, is this, like, a way to get me to hop out of my car, then his buddy comes and gets my car. However, I thought, what an elaborate scheme to do that. So I didn't, that started not to make sense. So I pulled over. I'm like, sir, are you okay, man? Of course, he's not okay. And this dude, he's rolling around, writhing like he would in a bed left to right. And then he gets up and he's like, ah, just screaming. And his cell phone's in this area and his book bag. I mean, it was a hard crash. And I said, man, do you want me to call you an ambulance? Do you want me to call you an ambulance? And the guy was just like, ah, ah. And he gets up and he starts kind of almost dusting himself off. And he looks at me and goes, does it look bad? And in that situation, you know, like if you have a kid, Mm. you go, no, it's not bad. Trust me, it's not. But in this situation, I said, dude, it is very bad. It's bad gushing blood and stuff and um and i still am thinking about that because i wonder whatever came of him because he didn't want me to call an ambulance and i said man let me call it and but you had told me a story about your dad if somebody doesn't want an ambulance and even if the ambulance comes they can't do much about it well he said it was like that in alabama if they if you were to call that ambulance uh and he said i don't i don't want to go I, I refuse they couldn't have made him go you'd have wasted their time well and my question was going to be real quick is that um you know, in that moment, you want to help. You really do want to help however you can. And I had some T-shirts, clean T-shirts that I keep in my uh, car for work just in case, like, suddenly you have to take a picture and we didn't know, so I got to go change into, like, a bull. And I was like, man, I wonder if I should, like, give them the T-shirts, and now I'm second-guessing myself. However, medically, I was going to ask somebody that knows this, if we're not wearing gloves, should we approach somebody who's profusely bleeding to help them because of the risk of transfer of... Because you want to help, but I don't have latex gloves in my car either so i didn't know if i'd be at risk you know who knows but what do you do if you see somebody bleeding from an accident can you help them or is it dangerous for you but what were you gonna do i don't know i I just felt like the i don't know i felt like i had to do something and i'm not medically trained but i didn't know if if you stumble across an accident like a bike accident or, or something like that can you help if they're bleeding or do you have to have like gloves on i i don't know Maybe somebody can help me with this. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Daniel. Who's this? This is Mackenzie. What do you think of that? So um, if you don't have gloves, honestly, if you don't have any medical training or anything at all, it's best to just keep on moving. You can call a fire department or you can call an ambulance. They can still come and, like, administer aid, with, even though they're not taking them to the hospital. I mean, they can still try to bandage them up a little bit. But if you don't have any medical training or anything like that, um, do not touch any blood without gloves or anything like that on because, like you said, there are bloodborne pathogens that can get you sick. You can, you know, oh, that great. whole thing. But you just feel so bad, but, you know? Yeah, and it, don't think it's too far-fetched that someone won't create a scene like that just to, you know, hijack your car. Well, or he's a hell of an actor. You know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I feel bad Oscar for the guy, but... But, you know, you got to keep yourself safe first. I appreciate the insight. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, she's telling, she's telling you, Ty, just move it along. Just keep going. Essentially, after I stopped, that's what I did. Hey, good morning. Who's this? Hey, good morning. My name is Emily. What's your advice on this kind of stuff? Um, yes. For, you can call a first responder, and they will likely dispatch fire department. Um, and Emson Fire Department will probably be there first. 
And if you don't have PPE, like personal protective equipment, even if you are a if you are a paramedic or or an EMT and you are you see something like that, you're legally obligated to stop and help. However, if you do not have the appropriate PPE, you are not allowed to touch them. Yeah. So you have to have on gloves or protective barriers. Um, even right, if so you're going to do, like, CPR. That's good uh, Good advice. I will say I got to work, and then I felt so bad I left work to go look for him, and he had already gone from the intersection. So I guess he dusted well, Maybe it wasn't off. as bad as you thought Dude, if he was able uh, to okay. get up and go. All right. Well, you're trying to get the guy CPR. He's just had a bicycle wreck, and you're, you know, you're like, oh, do no. I need gloves? Oh, no. Ty came no here and got those paddles do from that. the break room and took them over there trying to shock him. Okay. Well, at least I Don't care. All right. Well, thanks for the insight. Yeah, it's good. It's good to care. Well, thank it's you so much. It's good to care, but call nine one one. Yeah, I care from a distance. To care. All right, learned my lesson. I'm gonna. Yeah. Thank you. Ty and Daniel on ninety eight five The Bull. Daniel, we live in a college football state, um, and um, Daniel's not really interested in sports, and I. But I do think I found something that you'll start to really like sports, Daniel. What's that now? Knowing you. And what you like to do um like i try i would love to watch college football with you daniel but it's not something you enjoy and you won't do that for your friend just come watch some football with me one night but i'm trying to always think of ways like daniel when they score a touchdown and they hit the extra point daniel used to <laughs> daniel used to think that was called the spare point you know the the one where you get one for it he has no idea you went to a college you went to a football college and we would go tailgate and this guy and everybody going to the game, and Daniel would go home and sleep. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not interested in sports, so I don't know why that's such a shock to well, you. Well, you said you took a college psychology class uh, I took on a class sports. once called the philosophy of sports to try to figure out what it was, why you people loved it so much. I, I don't get it. That's just not my thing. So, But that's fine. I'm glad you guys enjoy it. But I'm trying to marry, like, the – I want you to kind of come into the world. I think I figured this out because you like weird stuff in your life. You're a 45-year-old man, but – I think uh, let me just play the clip, and I think you're, you'll really like this. I think this will get you into the um, NFL. Nick and the NFL are teaming up yeah! for NFL Slime Time every Wednesday night. Host Nate Brooks tackles the week's best slime lights and kicks off next week's biggest matchups. And then in January, we're defending our title as the slimiest playoff game ever with the return of the Nickelodeon Wild Card Game. Nickelodeon and the NFL have football covered. NFL Slime Time Wednesday at seven. So it's like the football game, except they slime the players when they get tackled. and You know, if they actually slimed them, maybe I would care, but they don't. It's fake slime. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> it's a good idea in your mind. It's just that it's fake slime. You expect them to have green slime on the field during the games that the players well, get injured. Well, you know, if you're going to do it, do it. Enough of this pretend slime. So you're in or you're not in? No, I would like sports if they did interesting things like exhibition games and things like that. I'd love to see uh, the best high school in the state take on the worst college in the state for an exhibition game. You know what? That's not a bad idea. Of That'd course it's not. And all the money could go, you know, to charity or to each school. I'd love to see uh, a college team take on an NFL team one day. These are the kind of things I like. All right. Well, maybe you should. Uh... You know what they ought to do about halftime? Switch out the football players with the band. Let the band play each other. <laughs> football, you know. Okay. Yeah. Let's make this interesting. I'm kind of in. And it's then, a... you know, here in Oklahoma, their uh, big rivalry is Bedlam. Bedlam. And, and then I hear now they're getting rid of Bedlam. What are y'all thinking? So you would, you would like to see Bedlam continue even if it were just 
an exhibition a game. game or something. Now weird. that we're playing, or we're paying college kids to play. Why can't they have an exhibition game? Yeah. I could right. see like why risk it if they weren't making any money. But now that they're making money, let's still have bedlam. Don't get rid of the most interesting thing that we have all season. You might, <laughs> you might be onto something. Of course I am. Ty and Daniel on ninety-eight-five The Bull. Boy, the Catoosa police had a uh, quite the bust. It's 98.5 The Bull. Welcome into Did to See. We take a look at what the heck's going on around the world. Catoosa police busted some people with some meth, and um, they was in the car. And where do you think you'd hide something like that? The glove compartment under the driver's seat? Well, they, they had a different idea where they were going to hide their meth, if you'd like to hear about it. Prison pocket. This for News on 6. Catoosa police say canine major Melton deserves all the credit. They say while Melton was sniffing around the car, he sniffed right past the smell of egg and cheese and found meth. First time for us at this point. The arrest actually came from a coin purse that was located in a McDonald's breakfast sandwich. <laughs> it was uh, thin enough to kind of be like mimic a piece of meat or cheese. The guy throws out the sausage or whatever, puts his little coin purse of meth in there, wraps it back up. And um, so that's how he was transporting it. I guess hiding it in plain sight or something like that. So the dog, the canine, hits on that thing. And I would have thought, oh, he just thinks that's a sausage biscuit. That's why he's interested. But they're so highly trained that they looked at the biscuit. Sure enough, meth inside of the biscuit in Katusa. Well, how do we know the dog was initially, you know, just interested in the biscuit? Maybe he's getting credit for finding a biscuit that just happened to have meth in it. If I had to hide that type of thing, somebody at work up here brought us some of that smelling sauce that I, I guess they use for boxers if you get knocked out. Smelling what? Sauce? Salts? Salts. Whatever it is. It's smelling sauces. I mean, hide it in Nevada that, nobody's going to find it. You couldn't even get near the scent of that smelling salts. That's where you should hide it, right? Why would you... Uh Give advice to criminals on the radio. Well, I'm just saying, if I had to, I, I'll think of things like if I had to hide it somewhere, it would be in, within yeah, smelling, smelling salts. salts. Okay. What else do you have there? Uh, did you see this? Elon Musk says he's going to start charging all users a monthly fee to use X. That's formerly Twitter. He says uh, he's not going to say how much. He says it's a very small monthly fee. He claims it's the only way to fight bots. He says he didn't say when he'll start or how much he'll charge. Even if it's a dollar a month, I ain't doing it. Are you doing it? No, to get on X or Twitter or whatever? Yeah, we got like 13,000 followers. I still wouldn't do it. Well, we hadn't tweeted in three years. Because I just don't see a lot of interaction on the thing. Well, and it's... I don't know. I'm so aggravated with the whole thing. Why in the world would you start charging for that? Uh, millennial women tags say that uh, nerds make the best husbands. You see this? They're saying if you're looking for the best husband, get a nerdy guy. Here's a TikToker talking about how to find the perfect nerdy husband. They're nerds. You go for the nerd. If he owns a lightsaber, green flag. If he has purchased a wand from the wizarding world of Harry Potter, greenest possible flag. If he has an unhealthy obsession with Ahsoka Tano, you better run to the altar. Bonus points if he's obsessed with Monopoly. Because those little underestimated nerd boys grow up to be men who see what's in here. What, what's Ahsoka Tano? I think that's a Star uh, Wars character. I believe. I'm not really quite sure. I don't know, man, because um, some of these guys, it's true, they'll go on and do and be very successful in life. But also there's a sect of that community that they never leave their mom's basement and they pretend to be Luke Skywalker or something. Mm -hmm. So you're, you're rolling the dice. Just telling you. I uh, got a uh, tease of the new Monday Night Football theme. It's a cover of In the Air Tonight because when you think of NFL football, you think of Phil Collins. 
Here is Chris Stapleton doing the new theme, teasing it. played that this morning and i thought it was phil collins the guy sounds just like him it's so really weird does. i never would have thought that it does seem like play, an play odd it again combination. From the beginning. you want to hear it again just a little bit when he starts saying it's it sounds like that's amazing now that you know that it's phil i mean that it's now uh, I see chris, chris Stapleton, doing yeah. it yeah but if you didn't know wow congrats on the gig so i guess it's uh carrie underwood so, on sunday night football chris stapleton gets the monday night football is there any other nights of football Thursday night football, Sundays. You're kidding. Yeah, there's Thursday there's night football. Thir- who sings that? Susan Boyle? <laughs> I don't know. They're getting some weird combinations. They, they just got that, like, fancy thing. Does college football have a, uh, like, a rowdy song they kick off to? I've seen them before. They change it up uh, depending on your conference, but I've seen FGL do that before um, where they have a little intro and it plays, like, 900 times during the commercial breaks and stuff. Oh, speaking of sports, uh, last night on Monday Night Football, Browns running back Nick Chubb sustained such a terrible knee injury that ESPN refused to show a replay of it. Mm. Did you see this? No. He Nick Chubb's Chubb. out. Or, yeah, excuse me. Chubb out for the season. Here, uh, here are the people doing the play-by-play, and you can hear the, the crowd oh, gasp. Oh, I don't know. Well, this is audio, Tug. You won't be able to see it. You understand audio, right? Tug's like, I don't want to see this. Well, you won't have to. You will only hear. Here it goes. Here's Chubb trying to pick his way inside the five, and he does. And the last thing any Browns fan wants to see, Nick Chubb holding his left leg. Oh, boy. I am told that the replay of Nick Chubb getting injured is not to be oh, seen. Yeah, it on the we're not going to show it. It's as bad as you oh can imagine. God. They just showed it on the big screen here in Pittsburgh, and the crowd gasped. That is bad when the whole crowd is like, oh. That must make him feel bad. How bad (laughs) is it then the whole crowd? Oh, my gosh. That happens from time to time. You see those weird injuries, and they're horrific. Horrific, man. I hate to hear that because those guys work so hard to get where they are. You know, the years of high school ball, college, that could be a career ender kind of injury from what I've read. Uh, Ty, you love uh, pianists. Did you see that the pianist took to the uh, took the iPhone ringtone opening and turned it into a full piano ballad? Ballad. <laughs> okay. So that's nice. That'd be a nice way to wake up in the morning, wouldn't it? Heck of a lot better than my stupid. What do thing. you have? It's just that annoying, like. And I tried to change it, but every time I update it, I don't. You know. I, I learned a long time ago: don't set a jarring, awful thing to wake up to. It starts your day off terrible. This is beautiful. However, I I have with previous phones been able to get like my favorite songs as the ringtone. I started to hate the songs. Yeah. You got to be careful about that, right? But we're up to date, Daniel. Yes. Everything looking good? Yes, play. 740 tomorrow. Luke Bryan tickets. 98.5 The Bull Weather, provided by Community Care.
your locally owned health plan. You see um, people posting lost signs around town. It's uh, usually kind of sad because you're like, oh, no, their dog, their cat. The, I've got a reward sign in my, my neighborhood that's not quite as sad. And I started thinking about reward signs and what they could do to improve on reward signs. Good morning. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. So um, I see a piece of paper flapping on one of the posts uh, across the street, and I go, what? Oh, no, I'll go check and see if maybe it's a cat or a dog, and I can then keep an eye out. And it says reward. And I go, oh. I get up there. You know what it is? A set of lost keys. And uh, you would be surprised about how many times these people that run and jog and they're listening to their ear pods or whatever, and their keys get loose, and it's somewhere on their journey hmm. running around. I can see that, yeah. And um, I've actually, one time I found a lady's keys, and she happened to come over looking for them. Now, so I've got a picture of, I guess they're random keys. I don't think <laughs> I don't think the guy possesses his actual keys. It's probably stock photos from Google. But it says keys, and that's okay, because pretty much any keys I see on the road will probably be this guy's. My improvement for reward signs is it says there's a reward. doesn't say how much. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a good thing. Why is that a good thing? Because the, the, once they call you and say they have your keys, you're like, hey, well, come on, get that reward. And then they get there. You just give them like a dollar. So that's my problem. Then I kind of am, as the finder, I'd like to know what the payday is like. Cause wouldn't it motivate? I mean, if the guy said... $20, okay, that's that's reasonable. But if I get over there and he gives me a five like I'm his grandkid, I'm going to be a little hurt. I mean, I, I think everybody would return them for free. Yeah, but he says reward. Put the re That's like if I went to the uh, gas station and said, give me a Powerball, and they just go, hey, we don't know what it's worth. We'll, we'll decide that after you win. What do you think would be a motivating reward? Well, I'll tell you this about this guy's keys. He must need these keys really bad because I've lost my keys before and I just kind of keep an eye out for them and maybe I'll run across them. This guy, he's not only put it on this side of the post, he's put it on that side of the post all through the neighborhood. Hmm. Two on each post. So, I mean, I don't know what these keys are to. I got to say that uh, if, you, if I lost my keys right now, they would shut down my life. I couldn't get inside of work. I couldn't drive my car. I couldn't get inside my house. Why don't we have a little label with, like, a phone number for people if you do find? I, I can see why you wouldn't put your address on there. But, but uh, uh, like a dog? Why, yeah, why is there no cell phone number? We ought to make a key that just has the cell phone number written on it so that somebody finds That's them. That's ingenious. And I bet we could sell these somewhere. Don't steal this idea. But, I, you know, why is there not, like, a, a tag for your keys? That's a great, like, I've got one on my dog, you know. If he gets a loose, it's just no address but a cell phone number. We're going to change the world one key tag at a time. <laughs> Good idea, Daniel. Tag and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. And Daniel, if you do have your car keys right now, you could drive on down to Jackie Cooper Nissan if you think getting uh, $1,500 more than your car is worth is worth it. Um, you head down there to Jackie Cooper Nissan. You can sell them your car straight up. You don't have to put up signs around on posts or go on Facebook Marketplace. You can just sell Jackie Cooper Nissan your car. Safe environment, $1,500 more than it's even worth. They, they know it's kind of a mess down there. they got a construction sale. So they're kind of helping us out during this time. Yeah, man. And I think about my car. I've got a car from 2014, and that still sounds fairly new to me. But then when I think about all the technology, all the advancements. Changed so much. What am I doing? And my car still has some value. 
value. So I should take it down to Jackie Cooper Nissan. They're going to give me more than it's worth. And then I can like get caught up with the rest of the world in these safety features. And you can drive away with a brand new Rogue at 0% interest. JackieCooperNissan.com. That's JackieCooperNissan.com. It's 98.5 The Bull with Tig and Daniel. Going to be Halloween season here pretty soon. Does it make your son, uh, is he still of an age where he's a little uncomfortable to walk through, like a place that's got those big giant decorations? Some of those are hellish nightmares, I'll be honest with you. The, I, I find them to be uncomfortable. I can't imagine a kid his age uh, enjoying that kind of thing. I remember when he was a little baby, your neighbors across the street. They made it like a, a house of horrors over there. Well, they just put up like a like a skeleton or something like that. And I remember this kid like just staring at the window at it all day, just like not trusting it. Yeah, wouldn't go in the front yard with me because the neighbors had a scary thing over there. What would it take for your eight-year-old right now to walk through a haunted, one of those haunted attractions? I don't think he'd do it. <laughs> no like, amount of money, right? We decorated our house already for Halloween because he <laughs> loves it. But we uh, we did like pumpkins and witch hats and things. He's more of a Charlie Brown Christmas kind of guy. I mean, uh, <laughs> a Charlie Brown Halloween kind of guy, not the horrific, well, you know, psychopath house or whatever some of those places do. You, this is like unbelievable. But I had a I grew up in a small town in Alabama, and every year they kick the prisoners out and they turn the jail into a haunted house. No thanks. And um, and one day I'm in line and my dad's holding me. I'm about seven years old, and I'm more of the hey I like jack-o'-lanterns kind of halloween guy not i like thinking i'm gonna die halloween kind of guy mm -hmm. and uh what they failed to tell us is that monsters came out and got in the lines with us oh, no the thanks. police started shooting blanks from a building now and i'm seven and i thought it was real that's too much for I, real that happened hand to god you can call my mom and she said after that tig was he, he, the haunted house business was not for me well, after that. Well, that's why you're all so messed up now. You probably. went through that. That's probably like one of your core memories probably really messed you up. They were shooting like Chewbacca-looking dudes oh, from, from the buildings. That's no good. I went the last. I went to one here in Tulsa uh, not too long ago. Uh, I used to date a lady in Nashville. She has a son named Caden. Me and him have remained close. So when he comes to town, he likes to go to these haunted houses. I forget the one we went to. I think it was somewhere in Sand Springs. But if you, it's just two of you. They put you in a group with other people. Now, I, when I go through one of these haunted house things, I have to hold on to whoever I'm in the haunted house with because I ain't going to be left behind. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they put me and Caden in a group with about four teenage girls. So I'm upset now because I can't grab anybody. These are children. You can't hold anybody's hand. Now, I don't want to hold a hand, but, like, if me and you were in one together, I'm going to be, like... When you're startled, you're going to... Oh, well, yeah, I just clutch onto you and you will drag me through. Because anytime see. you go through one of these, you're always yeah. just holding on to the person in front of you. And mm -hmm. you put me in there with kids, I can't grab a hold of anybody. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't, or we might be reading about you. <laughs> Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. Oh, we're doing uh, Luke Bryan tickets tomorrow at 740. You know what starts uh, next Monday, Daniel? I'll give you a little hint here. And you may remember oh, this. No. It's time to win cash with Ty and Daniel and the sound of moolah. On 98.5, The Bull. And that time uh, is next week, Daniel, starting Monday morning. We play several times a day. Remember that one sound? Got up to $2,000. And I didn't know the sound because Daniel, he went and got the sounds. And it was the sound of an umbrella. After, Because um, we add money every time we can't get it right. So it's $50 more. $50 more got all the way to 2000 something. I find these, what I do is I like to record the sound. I make a video on an iPhone. I find that you can't find a quiet place to record a sound because it's always some kind of air conditioner. Yeah, so yeah. I have a hard time finding these sounds. I will say the sounds aren't meant to be particularly tricky. I want people to know I'm not doing something like paper clips falling into a vase. 
these are, I would say, somewhat common sounds. Things like an umbrella opening. Yeah, uh, umbrella. That I, was like our electric pencil sharpener. Yeah. I was surprised. It that, wasn't like uh, an electrical pencil sharpener underwater. Right. I was surprised. One, I said, uh, this is something I recorded here in the at the radio station. It was it was the electric pencil sharpener. I was so shocked at how many people called up and said, impact wrench. And I wanted to be like, do you guys think we have an impact wrench here up at the station? <laughs> All right, Daniel, you want to play real quick? Oh, you have a sound for me? Yeah, I'd like to play a sound for you. Okay. L let's see if you can get it, okay? Impact wrench. <laughs> yes, you were a big winner. Congratulations. So we come back uh, Monday with the sound of moolah. We're going to do in a lot, a lot, a lot of weeks. So just remember to keep it here on 98.5 The Bull as we return with the sound of moolah.